Listener Production. Hey, it's producer Nat here and welcome to the season finale of That's Enough Already. And in classic finale style, we have officially left the best or last. To wrap up the season, we have the one and only style icon, comedian, queen, giggly squad leader and downright darling, Hannah Burner. Hannah is everywhere right now, recently appearing on the Drew Barrymore show, co-hosting events with Hayley Bieber. She's rubbing shoulders with the who's who of Hollywood. But which A-lister fangirled over her? And who does she dislike in Twinkletown? These are all the things that Ursula and Hannah cover in this week's episode. But first up, they're talking about the time Ursula went to the strip club with Hannah's husband. Shh, that's quite enough. Oh, just, just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Shush, please. Uh-huh. Yes, I can hear. Down, but please. I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. This bishop is a stand-up comic. He lives in New York. But he grew up part of his, you know, from 15 onwards in Ireland. Um, so he does stand up in, well, fucking everywhere. But him and I, whenever he comes over to Melbourne, we play golf and, um, you know, we always hang out. We and Like, he's just my my tour buddy, you know. So Jerry, you, guys, you guys went to a strip club once? Yes. Yes, we Or did. twice. Well, yeah, I'm not caught up in. Okay, so. This <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> Now, from the scratcher, this was dating a stripper at the time. What? <laughs> <laughs> say that part. <laughs> okay, I vaguely remember. Des does not talk about his past that much, or he'll he'll be like, it's not an important detail. He only tells me when it's a funny story. Okay, I kind of have a recollection of him saying he was seeing a stripper. Yeah, it wasn't dating, dating. It was sort of, you know, um, being... Health company. I guess. Have you seen that? sex with other women before? No, 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 not at all. They were reading Shakespeare to each other. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, we just hung out the whole day and then um, come 11 o'clock, he's like, oh, you know, neither of us were ready to go back to where we were staying, like at the hotels or whatever. Because, you know, it's festival, it's boring, you're, you're alone basically for a month. So you need to buddy up. So he's my buddy. So he goes, let's go to the strippy. So we've been a few times to, you know, to various strippies because you know we're street ladies and um the drinks are usually cheaper and it's nice and quiet no one has to actually go to strip club because they're watching titties they're not watching us so him and i usually just sit in the back and we each drink a sprite or something because you know i'm not a drinker he's not a drinker so we just sit in the back and we have you know enjoy enjoy the art form yeah like it's it's chill i love the vibe at a strip club because it's very respectful and quiet i want to thank you because you kept this man sane during a when I first met him, we went on a couple dates and then I left to film this show. And when I'm filming, I'm not by my phone. So yeah. he kind of got a taste of like our beginning of our relationship. And then I kind of vanished. So I would like call him at like 1 a.m. and catch up. And but he seemed like just like so sweet, so nice. And then later on, I find out that he like needed a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Because all day he was fucking bored in co- during COVID and he just met someone new. So he had that like dopamine excitement. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then t- like you were a big part of our COVID and our meeting each other for the first time. So thank you for holding him down during that. Hi, you're welcome. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, in five years, I'm going to get a real ragey call from you guy. What's that fucking therapist number? <laughs> Let me talk to this guy. <laughs> 
No, I don't know what you said to him, but it worked. It worked. But when he said to me, he goes, bro, she fucking is a natural at golf. And he wasn't angry at it. Because <laughs> it's so competitive. <laughs> I was like, oh, I am, man. She's just fucking good at it. It's so fun because, yeah, we're both comedians, but what we talked about was tennis and golf because that's what I love yeah. to do. And on our second date, Ursula, it must have been the god, the golf gods were coming down on me. I shot a fucking eagle. Like, I chipped it in on the sixth hole. This man, the way he was so proud of me, he's bragging to all the old guys, she just shot a fucking eagle. She just shot an eagle. And that was our second date. And then I was like, I want to see your house on the water. We go sure. back. And we had sex and that was that. But <laughs> it was like the competitiveness of I'm, uh, I'm love as you're talking to me, I am literally looking up the text message that he sent me during that time that this bitch just shot an eagle, I think is what he said. Like we both wanted good genes and but it's funny because I'm competitive and like I feel like it could turn off a lot of guys to be like, oh, she's better than me at golf or she's better than me at tennis and she wants to win. Like I once remember I got in a huge fight with an ex because I beat him during, what do you guys call it? Like mini golf or putt? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to me all day. And I was like, I'm good at, like, sorry, I'm good at putting. If you're going to play the game, let's play Don't the game. Don't be a bitch about it. Yeah. Don't be a little bitch about it. Yeah. And Des just, I mean, our, our like fourth date, he made me play a volleyball tournament it lasted four hours. We were like beating little kids up. And Amazing. but I grew up in that sports mentality. I actually he was fostering pit bulls when I first met him. Yeah. And I remember this pit bull was like been through a lot, wild, huge. And Des was like, sit, stay. And he's bossed this pit bull around and the pit bull loved him so much. And I'm like, if he can handle this pit bull, I think he can handle me. Yeah. That and then the rest was history. Yeah, man. But so that's the thing. It's like when you meet someone, because like you say, he is very competitive, but he doesn't take that as a as a threat when someone else is competitive. He's like, you know, he loves, yeah, I love it. Like he, because that pushes him more. Well, my and friends, they'll see him during volleyball and he's getting all worked up and they're like, is he okay? And I go, he's having the best time of his life right now. <laughs> yeah, it's when he's happy. When he's like on stage or competing and he's just like, He's a very passionate person. And I think it makes me laugh so hard, like when he gets worked up about stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, love it. Love it I mean, well, it's crazy because you've known him so much longer than I've known him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have and I played golf and uh, just the two of us. And then this one guy, um, we were going to let him play through because he was just playing by himself. Uh, but we said, so Dad goes, you can play through, but there's like three other four, four people in front of us. He goes, so. I said, why don't you just join us? So it turns out this guy's a police officer here in Melbourne, in Victoria. And um, very nice guy. We started chatting. We had a great time because we met him like at, at a third hole. And then he just played with us for the rest of it. And um, But at one of them, like, so where to, like, it's quite a far drive, right? And and you can either play it around this dog leg to the hole or you can drive it over these high pine trees on the course. So I teed off first and I just hit it right over the trees and you know onto the green and there's just looked at there's looked at this cop and he goes doesn't that just shrink your dick I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but 
dead feminist icon. I always say that because he, he he loves seeing women do well. Like, yeah, and he acknowledges it. And I definitely think like I want a partner who like gets me going as passionate. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's my own daddy issues because my dad was my coach. But like, yeah. all you want to do is make that man proud. You know, yeah. <laughs> I let me ask you something. It was just Halloween and not to date this podcast, but you win as a sanitary pad. Uh, little little Nas X win the win as a tampon. Who is it? Who wore it best? Who wore it first? Who absorbed more? <laughs> so I did this brand deal with Kotex. Yeah, and I guess the thing is they're trying to normalize people being able to like talk about it and people not getting grossed out. Oh, and so, but like also again. I, yeah, I don't know. Like people get scared talking about tampons or like in front of men you don't want. But also I feel like the lesbians, you talk about your period all the time and lesbians aren't like, ew, you know, I guess with guys sometimes it's like, oh, they don't want to see the blood. God forbid they see the blood and they'll never have a boner again or something. Right? I'm going to chase someone down with a fucking moon cup if I have to. I <laughs> no, literally. So I, I kind of... The girls liked it and any guy that felt weird about it, I'm like, you should, you know, ask yourself why you felt that way. Because yeah. periods are the meaning of life. You know, yeah. if I didn't have my period, actually, if I didn't have my period, I'd be a lot chiller of a person. But I always say, Des, Des knows my cycle. Yeah. Like whenever we get into anything, he's like, are you PMSing? And I'm like, how dare you turn yeah. this on me and gaslight me because of my fucking body. But it helps our relationship because then we don't get into a big fight. I'm like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But then he jokes, he's like, if guys had trouble with their hormones, and I'm like, they do, they punch walls, they shoot stuff, they get crazy. Yeah. So like, sorry, I'm just like a little bit snappy. You know, yeah. I'm a little snippy sometimes. Yeah. At least I don't freak out and start a war, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or knock your head off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and work, like I used to work in an office where there was only ladies, right? And we all synced up. There were nine of us and all of them synced up to me. And I was like, wow. in that moment, they just need to call me in and go, look, we're making you CEO. And you're like, <laughs> everyone is following your lead anyway, so fucking let's go, let's go. But no, they, <laughs> they didn't make it. You are a natural leader. And it's like, yeah. yes, sorry, I got the alpha blood. Okay, so now that you're off birth control, can we expect a little... Um, Mini Daisy, Mini Hannah, collab soon. You've talked to Des because Des said in his 30s he really wanted kids. And then now he's tired. So he's like, I could do without, I could do with whatever you think. But I'm in this weird time in my life where my career is like, feels like it's just getting some momentum. And it, so it's, I'm 32 and it's like, I worked so hard to get here. And yeah. now I also have to think about starting a family. Like there's other male comics who are 32 and that is not crossing their mind, you know, they're not. So I'm, I'm in this weird place where I'm kind of focusing on myself and I want to create like the best life for myself and yeah. Des. But um, I think deep down I would like a kid. I just, right now my lifestyle, you know, I barely can take care of myself. So it's hard to think about. But I've been joking about moms are giving a lot of mixed signals about like, because Des is like, it's a cheat code. You don't have to have kids. And... <laughs> Because these moms will be like, it's the greatest thing ever, but it ruined my life. But I'm so happy, but I'll never be happy again. And I'm like, what yeah. kind of riddle are you guys telling me? Like, yeah. And they're like, it's both. So what do you, what would you say about having a child? 
Well, to me, it is the best thing ever. Like I, I think moms feel the pressure to say, to talk shit about it. It's like oh. how, how, how wives feel pressure to badmouth their husbands in front yeah. of their friends. You know, and how, or when girls all get together, they go, oh, my husband's such a fuckwit, or this is, you know, they're talking to, but there's never the girl that go, actually, my boyfriend is fucking amazing. He does, yeah. you know, he can do no wrong. Like, there's never the one that just goes, no, I'm going to, I'm going to pump him up. You don't get that one. It's all, True. it's all the ones that just talk shit. And it's the same with kids. Like, there's sort of this expectation we have to go, I'm exhausted. You know, the kids are driving me crazy, but I don't, I don't have that. I feel like, I look at my kids sometimes and I'm like, I'm addicted to them. I I just want to hang out with them. Like, they are the coolest people that I know. Did you always want to be a mom? Yes. But I, I had exactly the same as Des. I said to my then wife, I said, well, we were at a point where we were like six years together. And I said to her, you know, if we don't have kids now, I think let's not. Because we're traveling. My career is just taking off in comedy. I'm like, I don't, you know, like, maybe we shouldn't. And then as soon as, as soon as I held my daughter for the first time, I was absolutely in love. I've never, you know, just this little pink thing. <laughs> I just, you know, she's just amazing. And I, I mean, okay, full disclosure, initially when I saw her, she looked a little like my mother-in-law and I thought I could never love this child. But then that lasted maybe three seconds. <laughs> I want my kids to be like, I think kids are hilarious. Like I just, yeah. they'll be entertaining. Also so much material. So much material. That's why I said I'm. I'm worried. I haven't done my first special yet. After my yeah. first special, that's when you find out if you're a real comic. Can I come up? So I'm like, babe, I need something. Okay, I've made enough fuckboy dating jokes. Yeah. Um. Now I need next on. And also, yeah. Also, because moms eventually, because I can smell your bullshit, right? Like you can get like so many mom jokes, and they go, "The fuck do you know? You don't even have a kid, you know?" Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't mean, talk shit about husbands because they go, you don't know. You don't have one. You don't know our struggle. You don't know how to that. I feel like, De- like Des is kind of your your husband, though. Yeah, yeah. We have the same husband. Yeah. He's my sports <laughs> husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's your fuck boy husband and he's my sports <laughs> husband. Are you going to come to Australia and New Zealand and bring the part? I have to. Well, statistically, apparently, a lot of people in New Zealand and Australia have watched Bravo or listened to Giggly Squad. So, yeah. like, I have people there. Mass scary. Like, I don't want to go all the way. See, I, they're all, like, just concepts in my head. But I'm obsessed with Australia and New Zealand. Like, yeah. I think it's, I just envision everyone's just eating brekkie and, like, surfing and then like petting kangaroos like i just think it looks so cool yeah i mean after this i move back to what i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go pet something yeah and then everyone's hot like i feel like everyone's beautiful and and really funny yeah. um i dated an australian guy once he was a rugby player and he was party animal like crazy like drank beer in the shower on the toilet well like always had a beer a shower beer and um, i have been he was truly a feral creature, and I, I hadn't messed with an Australian guy since, but I would definitely go back and have some fun in Australia. Yeah, and Des and I can take you to the strippy. It'll be good fun. Yeah, we could go to the strippy together. Yeah. Oh, my God, we could meet that girl that he... We can meet that girl and see how she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I got a new boob job. <laughs> yeah, it's really armpit. They shot, they shot the silicone in through my asshole, right into my tip. <laughs> 
Hi, when because you say like on your product, uh, you talk about fangirling over celebs, right? So you've you've met Drew Barrymore recently. How fucking amazing was she? Do you she was she was so sweet and like you know when you could tell the celebrity like hates the job, like doesn't want yeah. to be there. Like during commercial breaks, they're like, I hate myself. She was so passionate about being there, talking to the audience, holding people's hands, like just so excited she and so genuine. Hi. So genuine. She's on her she's on her knees. She's on the ceiling. She's everywhere. She's burping. Like she's just so herself. The staff loved her. I had the best time. And like it like some celebs you feel like nervous around and you're like, I shouldn't be here. I'm disgusting. I'm sorry for being in your way. Yeah. She made me feel like I've known her for years. So she was definitely yeah. awesome. Cause it's like, and I mean, she, like E.T. came out in 1982 when you weren't even fucking born. And she's been famous basically an entire life, right? And she's had her own issues and shit, but you, she just seems so, so you, you are happy meeting her. You've also met Bieber, Mrs. Bieber. What the fuck was she like? So she was, she had a Christian vibe. Tell me about it. She, at the end of the day, she's just a Long Island girl. She is yeah. actually just like a New York girl. Like my mom's from Long Island. She was very normal to me. And we really hit it off. Justin Bieber was there. What? It was crazy. Cause she was like my husband. I'm like, I don't know, my husband. And yeah. I complained about her husband's. And they, they won't go on to it. I was like, I was like, you know, we both have creative husbands. It's never boring. And she's like, yeah. ha ha ha. But um, I, and she was going through a hard time online and stuff and she could not have been nicer. But also I joke about the celebs. Some of them don't have to deal with people that much. Like they live in the Hollywood Hills and every now and then they grace normal people. So it's easy to be like nice for like, you know, two hours. But I think she actually was like very, very sweet. She introduced me to Justin after she didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And she messaged me on TikTok after like, she's a, she's a good one. I'm a Haley Bieber stan. No, so so who would you say you fangirled over the most in your that you've met? All of the celebs you've met up until now, who you fangirl over the most? I um completely freaked out when I met Roger Federer. I started yes. crying. Because you're a tennis player too. So like I, I went from like and Jennifer Lawrence so cool, Jonas Brothers so cool. He I had to do this tennis event and Roger Federer is there. But this is the thing. He's a legend. Like, yeah. he's the greatest who ever hit the ball. Yeah. And he looks at me, made eye contact with me, and I started crying. Like, oh like, I, like I met the Beatles in, yeah. you know, and we take a selfie, a horrible selfie, and I'm shaking. And the woman who's with me is like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and so us, I'm like from the sports world where like meeting, like I met Derek Jeter once. I almost shot myself. Yeah. So when I meet athletes, I get a little freaked out. But with yeah. with actors and stuff, I um I don't get as nervous. Yeah. Who do you think that have met you, fangirled of you? Well, it is funny because Jennifer Lawrence is a Bravo fan. Yeah. So I was talking to her and I did fangirl over her and she's very, very funny. I met yeah. I say stupid things. They give you like seven minutes with them. I remember I was like, oh, I know you like some comedians. I, I know one of your friends and. We're talking about that. And I'm like, and you know, Amy Schumer. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, Amy. And I was like, no, nope. <laughs> she was like, why would you say that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm getting nervous, but Des, my phone starts ringing and she goes, is that Des? So she knew 
like who I was with after the show. And I was like, Jen, I can't handle this right now. I like, I couldn't process it. Then I met the Jonas Brothers. I don't know if you guys know the Jonas Brothers. And I was asking them silly questions about breakfast. And I was like, do you want want, like sweet or savory or brekkie as you guys call it? And Nick was like, oh, um, I like savory. And I'm like, what, you don't like sweet? You think it's like not manly to like sweet? And he was like, no, I have diabetes. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) It's been been well known he has diabetes. I just wasn't thinking about his diabetes. So afterwards, I was like, "Well, not manly enough to pass this sugar you that Like I like my up and stop complaining about diabetes. But and everyone was quiet on set for like three seconds, and then we all start busting out laughing. And I'm like, "Thank God!" And then afterwards, I saw him, and I'm like, "Sorry about the diabetes." And he was laughing. So I do put my foot in my mouth all the time because when you're trying to be funny, especially with celebs, like yeah. it doesn't go over right, and you're not thinking as clearly because you're anxious. Yeah, I kind of lean in. Like I, I, I really do embarrass myself in front of celebs a lot, and I just kind of roll with it. Yeah, I think that's important. You gotta, you gotta just if you fuck up, just lean into it. Just gotta, you know. It's, and what I do with stand up, I'm like, when the joke doesn't hit, I'm like, oh, was that too highbrow for you guys? Like, yeah, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. All the time, I'm like, just never walk away from it. Just go. Well, this happened. It's like you accidentally shit your pants. You can. Everyone knows it happened. You might as well talk about it. Yes. And I think that's sometimes people's biggest fears. I do think one of my biggest um, skills is it takes a lot for me to be embarrassed. Yeah. I definitely will leave a conversation and like question everything I've said, but I always laugh it off as like, that's me just being silly Hannah, just messing it up. Because if if you're too paralyzed by being perfect all the time, like you'll never create. You can't be a creative. No, no. If you get embarrassed about shit, you need to be an HR. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's a whole other fucking genre for you. Like, you cannot. Hey, hold on. Let me ask you something. First, before I ask you the meat and veg of this podcast, can you quickly, who's the biggest asshole celeb you've ever met? Oh, good question. Be honest. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, a lot of reality TV people are just, like, not kind. Yeah. And, like, they, they, won't be around other than get, they can get edited to, like, look kind of like entertaining and then you meet them in person and you're like oh you're out there you're trying to just ruin people's lives so yeah. a lot of reality tv people are just because at least famous people are like some like actors and stuff at least they're like talented and interesting where some reality tv people are just like snaky yeah yeah they don't have a brand to protect they just what <laughs> hey let me ask you what is the um one thing about other people that shits you to absolute death okay so i saw this question what does shits you mean I mean, they just get on, it gets on your nerves so fucking bad. It just absolutely shits you. Oh, okay. That people do. I don't like yeah. when people use extra words, like essentially or like, and they, I don't like when people just smoke air and and like, don't say anything. Get to the fucking point. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. I don't like when people bullshit me. And I do think being in the entertainment industry, it's a lot of bullshit. I'll smoke and mirrors and I'm like, I'm from New York. I'm like, tell me what's going on. How do you feel? And let's go on to the next thing and admit if something went wrong. So yeah, yeah, it kind of, also when people, um, <laughs> I'm like, I could talk about this all day. I don't like also when people are too like friendly in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you call it making a noise. People make a noise. They have no, no actual message. They have no actual, like they just talk for the sake of it. It's like, 
Stop making a noise. Shut the fuck up. Unless you've got an actual strong message that you need to give to me right now, I don't want to hear it. Or like, you know, the saying good morning at like 7 a.m. I'm like, we don't need to do, like, we're two people. We're just trying to make it in this life. And now I I feel like a bitch if I don't, oh, good morning to you. How long? Let's just, we're trying to survive here, okay? What's the one thing about you that shits you to death? (laughs) Sometimes I'm like telling myself to shut the fuck up. I do think you get sick of yourself and you're always, you know, worrying about yourself and and questioning if you said or did the right thing. Sometimes it's like, no one gives a fuck. Let's all just try to enjoy the moment. Yeah. And And don't give the fuck up in two days. You're not even going to remember it. You know, or you have a massive blowout fight with your partner and like a week or so you're not going to remember or you fuck up work-wise. No one remembers that shit. I try to embrace the shit. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, I love that. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, this is so overdue. Honestly, I love it. So next time when you're in Melbourne, let's fucking one-on-one, even if we're, we're just happen. Yeah, Des and I will definitely do is make a trip to hang yeah. out with you, have some fun, see some yeah. strippers, yeah. go play some golf. Yeah. Some golf. Hannah is currently on tour around the US. For tickets and info, head to hannahburnan.com. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining Ursula and myself for another epic season of That's Enough Already. But we, of course, don't want to leave you hanging. So over the next six weeks, you'll be getting all the best bits from the season as we recap all of Ursula's incredible guests in the 2023 Best Of episodes. So we'll see you next week as the recaps kick off. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. Supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend. Please.